Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. And one of three of us purchased every single Mario Kart Live that they possibly could on the internet. Can you guess who that is? Holy moly. it's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not me. I can't wait to hear all about this. (laughs) You you can tease it. We can wait till the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll tease it. I like it. No, I bought it. It was me. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, you, don't have to, you don't have to wait. No one's okay, going to. Okay. Now you can turn off the podcast. And yeah, you can yeah we're your, done. That's all right. Yeah, um, we're done. <laughs> That's no, it for this I w- week. <laughs> it was super strange because both the Game & Watch and the Mario Kart Live were both announced literally on the same day. And I got excited for both. And I started to see previews and reviews of Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. And I showed it to Heather and she's like, that's stupid. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to buy all of them. And she's like, just buy one. She's like, maybe buy zero. And I was like, I'm going to buy both. Maybe buy uh, zero. <laughs> maybe buy zero. That was her <laughs> official recommendation. And she's like, you know, you're going to play this for like five seconds and then never again. I was like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so none of them were up for pre-order at all, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me in, in general. And then at uh, midnight, just around midnight or so, I, I saw that it popped up on Best Buy for for sale and I was like, you know what? Buy them both of them. So I bought a Luigi. I bought a Mario. I mean, I can always return one too. Like maybe I'll return the Mario and just keep the Luigi or something like that. But then mm-hmm. I did find a, uh, an article. I think it was on Kotaku, which was um, cats hate Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Mm-hmm. And there's all of yep. these <laughs> videos of cats getting super pissed at the little race thing. But then that only wanted me to buy a more because mm-hmm. I don't have a cat. So then it will be, you know, clear uh, in general. So I've been watching reviews. I'm pretty hyped on it. They say it's cool, but like, you know, not the best thing in the world, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Nothing. There's nothing else like it. Right. There's so I, I had to, yeah, it's had very to get much it. original. I had to do it. Well, I regret it probably, but I had yeah. to do it. <laughs> well, I'm ex- very excited to see when you get it and your, your take on it yeah. and, and got to set up a camera and definitely record shooting that bad boy around the house. Oh, yeah. So I'm slapping a GoPro on top of it. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> or you could just record it through your Switch because that's basically. How would that? Can you? I guess you could, right? You could. Because there's a camera Does it on have them. to be in handheld mode to play it? No, you know, no, you can play it docked. You can play it in nice. handheld mode. Yeah. And like you would see. So if you if you record your Switch screen, which is what everyone's kind of done, you see the mm-hmm. augmented reality part, which is the world plus this. But what I want to do, Christina is right. It's a good idea to capture that is re- reality versus like um, like experience, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like so have side yeah. by side like it's it's literally just like it's like super boring. But then like the game <laughs> just like <laughs> you show them, like and, side by side. <laughs> and then then you need a cam from like far away, like, you know, set up a tripod mount, which is like mm-hmm. this tiny, like even even funnier, because what you actually see is like this tiny little cart going super slow, like <laughs> yeah just, just by itself i love it i'm just yeah. picturing like you recording yourself sitting on your couch and just playing and then have this little like thing buzzing around the couch like Zing. this this would be an amazing video to produce where like i you think said, you need to do you, it you, you like you i can picture it already it's already filmed like you're unboxing it you know and it's kind of got music building up and you're but that's all shot really exciting and dynamic and it's like you opening it and setting awesome it down and it's clicking into place and you slide the cartridges and it fires up and the music fires up and then you show the footage of it playing and the car's going all over and then it cuts to the reality and it's literally just you heather shaking her head behind you and Me. it just going like five miles an hour around the floor like <laughs> just buzzing around i, I think and oh, i think I you're picture it. i think the funny part is i believe that it's so quiet that like it, it doesn't like make any noise it's just like <laughs> oh my god that's even better <laughs> i would just love to see her like she like walks up, picks up the box that's sitting on the floor behind you, like because you got so excited. It's just like a little kid, like just just shreds everywhere. And she picks it up, just shakes her hand, th- like the head, and throws it down to disgust. And she just walks out of frame. <laughs> Pretty much, that's good. You have to life. do this now. Yeah, it'd be awesome. That would be this. really. Yeah. You, you could have the drone above you filming from top down, and then you could have a far out <laughs> camera, and then you your could have the drone. camera capturing the live footage. Yeah. Oh Amazing. boy, I love it. I'm excited for I, all I, I of this. I want to see it. You know what else you should be excited for? Tell me. Well, the Switch has now been the best-selling console in the U.S. for 22 months in a row. 
Oh my god, that's a lot of yeah. time. It's almost two years. That is. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of months. Um, it has kicked the Xbox 360 off the list, which previously was holding that um, record for 21 months in a row, which was August 2011 to April 2013. Now, NPD's industry analyst Matt Piscatella, which you know we always quote him all the time because he has such great insights. He said that the Switch is selling at or above levels never seen before in the U.S. Wow. Whoa. So That's crazy. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm so amazed that it's it's so, so, like been so sustainable for them, especially with the lull in hardware. It's yeah. it, No matter what, yeah. it's still yeah. there. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, I also will be very interested to see what happens next month when things uh, – the Me new, too systems come out and see yeah. how that impacts whether it's positively or negatively the switch sales you know there was always that mm-hmm. debate leading up to this whether or not those new next gens are going to kind of kick switch to the side because now it's there's a bigger gap in the in the hardware and but i, I don't know i think if they can get their their um their numbers up and have them available because you you see that a lot already with ps5 and xbox series x People are saying they're they're limited. It's still hard to kind of come by, and people may just say, you know what, let's do switch this Christmas. So uh, mm-hmm. it'd be. I hope they kind of have the numbers there and, uh, and accessible for people. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, something I think would be amazing and is amazing if you live in Japan is Nintendo has said they are permanently reducing Joy-Con prices from November six. The price of a single. Joy-Con controller is going to be revised from 4,400 yen plus tax to 3,700 yen plus tax, which is about a 16.5% drop. This price reduction is only applying to a single Joy-Con, which means if you want to buy them as a bundle, you're still paying the same price, which is weird. Um, That's weird. The fact that they get any sort of reduction, I think, is great. The fact that they even can buy a single Joy-Con, I think, is amazing. I wish we had that option. It doesn't seem like we do. After the, mm-hmm. I was reading this, I started looking around. It doesn't say anywhere on Nintendo's site, unless I missed it, that we get it here in the States, uh, which is a shame. I mean, there's a lot of times I would buy a single one, drift aside, just because I want to mix the colors up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, we don't get that. We don't get that option. Mots and I had a conversation before this that we were saying $60 for the joint combo is a more ideal price. That to me seems extremely fair. That brings it into competition with the other controllers on the market. That's where Nintendo needs to be with their price point. They haven't even made a mention that we're getting a price drop in any way here in the States. So anything would be nice, but... uh, don't yeah, hold your breath. Kind of crazy <laughs> that, you know. Now, the one thing I was thinking though regarding this story, if the price drop is for single and not double, couldn't you just buy two singles and get the sale as opposed to buying the combos? Totally. If you can find them. Or is that okay. oh, it's like so limited you just can't even get it? I mean, there, there's no reason that you couldn't. I mean, when the Switch originally came out, you could purchase it's you can't I mean, you could purchase individual left or individual right, which again, doesn't make any sense at all, especially for when the council launched. You know what I mean? Mm. It doesn't even make that much sense ever um, in general. I mean, unless you just need a replacement, but then which is a good option. So like it is nice. I would say that that option exists. Sure. But when the switch came out, that was a option that you could buy. Additionally, you could buy these little Joy-Con neon straps, which are also basically sold out. They're like, you know, they're like little you can match the colors of your Joy-Con with, with when it's out right you can slide in that little thing you can mix and match mm-hmm. those colors and those have been sold out forever as well i i, I purchased all that stuff too because i was like oh, i want to buy everything mm-hmm. um, yeah you can't get that stuff anymore because you're like well of course i want my joy con strap thing to match my joy con color right mm-hmm. um and they kind of gave up on that so i don't know why they're doing this maybe there's like we have some extra inventory and just like get rid of them and never make them again to me it was a nice option in case yeah, something went wrong or a dog, you know, gets a hold of one of them. But I think that I think it would be ideal if the Joy-Con dropped to $60 in price and the Pro Controller dropped to $60 in price because mm-hmm. that's what every other controller on the market costs for PlayStation or Xbox. You know, there is the Xbox crazy expensive one. But you know that accessories are like a profit center. So, of course, you know, they're going to sell mm-hmm. them for 80 But I just like, you know. 
when the council drops at some point in price, which it will at some point, it's been almost three years, three years, three, yeah, three years, four yeah, years, for now, forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, it has been, it's going to be four years here. That's four years in March. That was crazy to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, when it goes, and it hasn't gone down in price, that is crazy. Um, when it goes down in price, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, buy an extra controller and that's half the price of your council. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a little bit much. So $80 is a lot. And I have to imagine the manufacturing costs have gone down <laughs> since then. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that would be ideal. So they, they must be just short on it, but they should just do it. They should do it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Well, let's get out of Joy-Con drift and let's get on to physical rewards that you can get today. We talked about before that Christina and I got a whole bunch of cool Animal Crossing uh, swag. Christina, I saw you tweeted out a photo. I did. I got it. It came in the mail and they're actually really nice. I was surprised about the quality because usually, I don't know, I'm used to free stuff being hit or miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you really don't know what you're getting. But this, I mean, the bag I got, the the DAL bag, it's actually a lot bigger than I was expecting. It has this really cool like DAL type like pattern on one side with the logo big on the other side. And the bandana is, you know, a bandana. It's it's great. I'm happy with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, th- I think one of our listeners also tweeted back them wearing the bandana, like out. Yeah, about, yeah, so I saw it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, guess what? There's more physical rewards. Oh my goodness, Nintendo! I hope you make this a a, a a thing that happens all the time. More and more, you know, actual physical rewards are now in the eShop. Um, on the it's not even the eShop, but I'm going to call it the eShop for my Nintendo, um, because you can now get a whole bunch of Paper Mario. Mario Kart Live and Super Mario themed goodies again for platinum points, which you can earn for free. You don't need to pay anything for platinum points, which I think is the weirdest part about this promotion is that um, is that, you know, you don't need to buy or do anything to get platinum points. I wanted to get one of these goodies. So I went on. I installed Animal Crossing. I linked it to my my Nintendo account. I linked it to Twitter. I linked it to Facebook and I got 900 platinum points in five minutes. And that was how I did it. And just because what Christina, so I think, did last week. Yeah, so easy. Yeah. Because this yeah. this time around, they have a Super Mario 3D All-Star poster set. That's three posters that you can put on the wall. They have a Super Mario zipper case, um, which is for like uh, putting in earbuds and game cartridges. Paper Mario Origami King Origami set. How meta is that? That's super cool. <laughs> uh, postcard set for Paper Mario. And then also a Mario Kart Home Circuit Racer ID. You know I got that. One for me, one for Heather. Well, let's race it out. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't get that one. Um, <laughs> been ridiculous. But I did get the Super Mario zipper case because I have a bunch of random earbuds sitting around. And I was like, I want this, you know, Mario case. Why not? That was I thought it was the coolest one for 800. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. I I had did not redeem any of my points for the Animal Crossing stuff. I haven't redeemed any of them yet, but like you were saying, I think a week or two ago that we can lose them. So mm-hmm. I do have to start yeah. really paying attention now that they're bringing physical stuff back because, mm-hmm. I mean, how great is it to be able to earn these free things and then get cool Nintendo physical stuff? I think it's yeah. amazing. It's, you know, they had before it was what, like wallpapers and things like that that we oh, could digital. use it for digital. Yeah. I, I love that it's physical. So um, I'm going to start paying attention more. And maybe that's why they do it. It gets you back on their site. It gets you going through the Nintendo ecosystem and looking at their stuff. And they figure, well, you know, if you're here looking at the points and what you can get for free, maybe you'll buy something for real money. And it just benefits them in the long run. More people, more eyes. Why not? Yeah, that's definitely what they're doing because in the the article that I saw with this, they specifically noted that they have a new website for Pikmin 3. And if you go on that site and you find the the hidden Pikmin, you will get points for doing that. So it's like it's exactly that. It's to get people to kind of look at go. the new sites that they release. Yeah. One thing I am curious about is I can't find anywhere if this is like region specific. The Animal Crossing stuff was USA only. Mm. And I posted this to Discord, and actually one of the listeners asked, and they said, is this just for the USA? And I was like, I don't know. I bet it is. So I'm not, yeah, it probably is, but, which kind of sucks. Like, I feel bad because this is cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would say also one other thing is that it's not on there yet, but there's a Mario Kart Live Home Circuit Decoration Kit, which is also coming um, on. Yeah. So like, you know, because since you're putting stuff in the real world, this has all of the different... um, 
advertisements that are in the game. So like the bomb <laughs> plugs and like the Bowser, whatever, you know, like the different tire stores and stuff. So you can, you know, get it and then put those around your house. So you can really make it a Mario Kart theme. I thought that was, that was, I thought really, really, really That's cool. really cool. I think does now, will this work with the Labo set at all? Cause didn't they have a steering wheel for with that came out with Labo? They did. That would be cool. I don't but think so. No word yet on whether or no not. Word. Oh man! If mm. they, if even even if that one doesn't work with it, if they came out with something that was made like Labo and tying it in with the Mario Kart Live, that mm-hmm. seems like that would be amazing. Where maybe it's, it's a missed opportunity. Well, it's a kit. Maybe that right includes now. the steering wheel, and then you could also have like uh, I don't know, like like bends and not. I know not jumps because they said don't take it off jumps, but it could have like ramps and things that kind of like change elevation in the tracks that would be kind of cool yeah have cool. you seen the videos where people are actually recreating the original maps oh, from the previous cool. games no, like I in real life that yeah that's, that's very cool they've done that and then it like shows the video of them like actually doing it and it's it's super cool because it looks like the video game but it's like no wait this is real and mm. yeah it's cool that could be a whole youtube channel Project. on itself yeah yeah you know people recreating and coming up with crazy tracks well, let's let's move on to a little public service announcement. Is your switch overheating? <laughs> oh. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Apparently, there is a YouTube channel called Asuka Repair Hall Co. Limited. Um, they've seen uh, an increase in overheating switches, which I think, Mods, you are having a bit of an issue with this as well. I was or having like an the issue fan with was going crazy or something. Yeah, my fan was going crazy. It hasn't recently, only because I've been playing Animal Crossing, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the fan was going crazy. It wasn't overheating, though. So it was just the fan. OK, well, I mean, the fan could have been going because it was getting extra hot, right? That's true. That's true. Very That's true. true. So the claim is that it's not caused by the usual hardware issues, such as the fan or CPU. But they're saying that the problem is tied to the metal Joy-Con rail on the right side of the system. So, you know, when you like clip your your Joy-Cons in, there's like the little click. Apparently in there, dust and debris can get in there. And that's one of the places that vents out all that heat. So if that's clogged up, your Switch can't get rid of all that heat. So um, in the video, they're basically just letting Switch owners know that they should regularly clean that out. They show people just like blowing air in the, the that area and then brushing it with a dry toothbrush to get it out. So uh, just a heads up, you know, if you're having overheating problems, your fan is going crazy, maybe uh, give that a little clean. <laughs> hmm. Who knew? Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So we all know that there is that battle between Epic and apple over fortnite and everything that was going on with that so a judge actually i think on friday came out with new information saying you know hold on this could be significant not just for apple and epic but all platforms that have a very similar uh financial deal between the two of them Uh, the judge is judge von gonzalez rogers and she says that the 30 percent apple's taking is not unlike what other platforms are doing and she goes on to say indeed sony nintendo and microsoft all operate similar walled gardens or closed platform models as apple whereby the hardware operating system digital marketplace and iaps are all exclusive to the platform owner Nintendo Switch gaming laptops and tablets could have a significant overlap with the iOS platform due to their portable design. Um, Yvonne goes on to say a final decision should be better informed regarding the impact of the Walt Garden model, given the potential for significant and serious ramifications for Sony, Nintendo and Microsoft and their video game platform. So basically, Epic's mad at Apple when really all of these people are doing something very similar, which is what we've discussed many times already regarding this topic. And this judge acknowledges that and says, before there's a judgment, maybe you should really consider what's going on here because this could affect a lot more than just you yeah, and Apple have been a lot deeper. This is going to go mm-hmm. much deeper. Are you, you know, it seems like, are you sure you want to continue going forward with that? So yeah. we'll see what, uh, what comes of it. Very interesting. <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense, though, because we have yeah. said that. We've said that, you know, I think it was Epic. Their store alone is one of the very few that doesn't take the um, standard 30% cut where Steam even has their 30 and then it kind of has increments based on how many sales they make, I believe. And then that kind of gets knocked down. 
but the yeah. others, 30%, that's sort of the industry standard. And, um, you know, I, Epic knew that they, you know, they agreed to that. And as I've said many times and, and what I'm seeing now more and more, whether it's on Twitter or different articles that come up, I think the gaming, um, community in general is starting to just whether or not they're sick of it, they may not agree or like either party, but they almost overwhelmingly seem to side with Apple on it. They all seem to say, yes, the cut should be less across the board, but Epic knowingly kind of went against what they had already agreed on doing. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I, I can't see how Epic's going to walk away with this. They're already losing millions and millions of dollars by not being on the um, on the App Store any longer, and people can't even play the game. Yeah. That's true. Crazy. They really, they really open a can of worms. <laughs> that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it, it goes beyond even just the the kind of fee that they're processing. I think a lot of this also has to do like, hey, is this a you know walled garden where there's only one app store? It's the only way to get it on. Where like Android, you could technically sideload, you can do whatever, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's there's multiple pieces to that because when you look at any console, those are all you can only get the game in one way. You know, it's yeah. it's. Yeah. It's not like a PC where you could install it or you could distribute it in many, many ways. Like if you want your app to be, if you want your game to be here, this is how you get it here. And that's how it's been for a long, long time. So there's uh, fascinating things to see if that uh, has impact on those um, accounts too. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be fascinating to see what happens. I don't know. I, I do agree as an app developer. I, I wish that the cut was smaller, but you know, sure, you of course, it. of course. Wouldn't you like more money? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I completely <laughs> sure? agree with the argument that it thirty percent is a lot, and that that's you know far removed. I'm not saying that it should be free either, because there is, and like you have said in the past, there's an infrastructure that's created, there's server costs, there is cost, and it, they are providing a service. You'd expect to get paid for that service, whatever that agreed amount is. So be it, but. In this case, you know, you're saying, well, it's a walled garden. We can't put our stuff on on Apple, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, how is it on, like you said, Xbox? How is it on on PlayStation? How is it on any of these other things? How is that any different? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very, very true. Well, talking about games that can be on multiple consoles. uh, There was a great interview with Phil Spencer over on Kotaku. Of course, um, uh, alert that I do work at Microsoft. I do not work in the Xbox division. is that um, it was really fascinating. They were talking a little bit about cross titles where games from Microsoft Studios were coming to other consoles, such as the Nintendo Switch, which we've seen like Ori and a few other games come out. Um, And, you know, he was saying that really, you know, considering titles, you know, it's what they're doing case by case right now. It's it's not super sustainable long term because you got to do that for every single game. You know, can you port it? Can you do whatever? He's like, you know, really, he, they want to go all in. I mean, he said in order to really support going on multiple consoles or going on the Switch, you know, you'd want the full Xbox ecosystem, you know, things like Live and Game Pass and things like that, other things that make it an Xbox type of game, you know, because there's obviously Game Pass on the PC. Um, I'm actually quite excited for Game Pass because this fall Game Pass will members, Game Pass Ultimate members will get access to the EA stuff, the EA Game Pass thing as well which means i'll get to play the new star wars game which is really exciting Um, very exciting yeah it's very exciting um you know he said you know while things are good he's like obviously you know they have a great relationship um i i see that uh see our work very synergistically that was a big word Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of trying to grow the market and it just makes it easy every conversation we have with them has been really easy and great so you know i think in general just means like hey things are going good you know they would there's things that they would love to do when they go to other platforms, but obviously I don't think you're going to get a game pass on, on the Nintendo switch. I mean, I mean, EA can do stuff, but it, I don't know. I, wouldn't that be crazy? I don't know if you could just get game pass on everything. It's on PC and Xbox, but on phone, right? I guess you could they put it on a PlayStation. Yeah. They put it on a thing. That. That'd be bananas. Yeah. it'd be awesome especially and it would make sense if they could work out an agreement like that how great would it be for microsoft to have game pass on so many platforms 
Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. I think it's coming to iPhone soon, actually. So I did read oh, there was cool. something about that where you could stream to your phone as well. I know you were talking about that previously with Android, but it won't be quite the same. But I did mm-hmm. see something where it's getting a variation of that. I'm not yes. entirely sure. Yeah. So uh, Game Pass uh, comes with X Cloud, and X Cloud it comes in two flavors. So there is, mm. for a while, there's been like. Uh, in general, well, there's game streaming, which I think it works on with any Xbox today, which is like you can stream your Xbox to like your PC or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're like, oh, my Xbox is over there and, you know, um, your partner is watching television, you could stream it to your PC. And then I think this is part of the Xbox app on the PC. But then there's um, xCloud and xCloud is really cool because that enables you to do cloud game streaming similar to Stadia or what are the other ones that we've talked about. Uh, but that's on, you know, uh, is coming to the Android devices and obviously PC. But also, I think that they announced it was like they're doing it through the browser or something like that, because obviously Apple won't let them put it into the App Store. Um, so I think that is is pretty cool if that actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that I, I look at that. I just literally said uh, xCloud iPhone. And then someone said that that's the thing that is maybe going to happen. So that'd be yeah. kind of cool. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think it's it's really neat. I've I don't know if I can I don't know what I can talk about or not, but I think <laughs> it's a thing that's out. It's a thing that you can play, right? So like it's a thing that works. It's awesome. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I don't I never know what yeah, I can I don't, say. I'm not sure what I could say, but what I can say is if this existed, it would be amazing. Wink wink. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Well, moving on to game news, there was a little bit of exciting Stardew Valley esque information that came out this past week uh apparently we're gonna get some split screen co-op in the next update which is super exciting if you you know have friends and play with them sitting next to them (laughs) which i don't but i still like the idea of it i love that they're basically making this game so versatile for like any type of like you got co-op you got like online co-op and now you're gonna have like couch co-op it's it's awesome um so that that's pretty cool the only thing that I'm not sure about is on PC, you'll be able to have up to four players, but they said on some platforms it might be limited to two. They didn't go into detail about that. So I'm, I'm guessing it's probably switch as one of those. Um, so once, you know, once we find out more information on that, obviously we'll share it. But on top of that, it seems like there's also going to be some new monsters, some different dungeon designs, more items. And um, in another screenshot that I saw, apparently there's going to be slimes wearing sunglasses. So that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, I, I just love how they have so many updates for this game. I mean, I got it. It was like, what, $15 and like... It, it it's just so cool that they keep coming out with stuff for it. Yeah, it's an amazing yeah. game. If if by any chance any of our listeners haven't played it, um, yeah, we're pretty big fans of this game. I, I love to jump back into it. I'm kind of waiting for this next big update to come out to start back into that world again, start playing it again because it's mm-hmm. something where I feel like you can. Con- it's a, kind of like an Animal Crossing where you can constantly jump back in at any point, just find the charm and just really love every moment of the game. So I'm super excited for this. Now, if anybody out there is familiar with the rapper Logic, then you may be familiar with the fact that he just recently bought a Pokemon card. And what I'm saying is it's the first edition Charizard dating back from 1999, way back, throwback for, I hope you're sitting down, 226 thousand dollars during a live auction 200 i'll repeat that two hundred and twenty six thousand dollars for a first edition charizard amazing crazy Ugh, why card didn't hops, i keep my cards i know right <laughs> card hops has confirmed this amount and said that it is well over the amount because of the additional transaction costs and things like that he also bought an original base set box for twenty three thousand dollars now these this sounds crazy crazy right But I will say when he was asked, he was quoted saying, when I was a kid, I absolutely loved Pokemon, but couldn't afford the cards. I remember even trying to trade food stamps for friends and their cards. And now as an adult who has saved every penny he's made, being able to enjoy something I've loved since childhood now as a grown man is like buying back a piece of something I could never have. It's not about the material. It's about the experience. And I could 
completely, completely agree and completely understand that feeling. And while these numbers seem crazy to maybe us, for somebody where I'm sure they have millions, it's probably a much more reasonable thing to have something that they've always loved and cherished and never could afford. So I think good on them, buy all the cards you want. This is so cool. It really... um, it really made me feel good reading how it made him feel good to get this yeah. piece of his childhood back. And uh, I think that's awesome. I think that that's so cool that he was able to do that. So, And it's cool to see that he's so into Pokemon. Awesome. Yeah, that quote hit me right in right in the emotions a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Can totally relate, can totally understand it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's very cool. Well, that does it for the news this week and moves us into the best sellers of the week. In first place, we have Super Mario 3D All-Stars. In second, we have Hades. Third, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Fourth, Minecraft. Fifth, Killer Queen Black, which is still 90% off. It's got three days left, so by the time podcast comes out, it's not, it's not on sale anymore. So hopefully you got it. Hmm. Uh, next is Celeste in sixth place. Um, and then in seventh is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Eighth is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Ninth, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And tenth, Untitled Goose Game. And oh, that is it. Very nice. That yeah. Hades holding on. I want to yeah. I keep seeing it pop up on my friends list, people playing it. And uh, I definitely want to get on that. It's something I, s- I want for quite a bit. Yeah, I saw that uh, day nine. He does these like videos for day nine's day off. And mm, he played mm-hmm. it the other day. Yeah. Yeah, and it looked good. So that's cool. Like I, didn't no. I didn't watch it because I didn't watch it because I know I'll get it eventually. Yeah, I just yeah. just sharing, you know, fun little factoid. Factoid. Okay, <laughs> day day nine factoid coming at you. So that gets us to new releases that we're into this week, and I've got the first check on the list. It's um, coming out October twentieth, and it's called Hyper Brawl Tournament for twenty two forty nine. It's on sale from twenty five dollars. It is being described as a smash brawl and score your way to victory in relentless high adrenaline PvP arena battles for one to four players. You have to master the hyper curve and channel the hyper force to become the greatest hero in the universe. Uh, I read up on this a little bit and basically the story or the campaign mode is that you are trying to save the universe and a bunch of selected champions or heroes come together and have to battle in this arena to be the one that's going to do it. So that's sort of what they're saying is the single player campaign. It looks really, really fun and kind of crazy. It reminded me of a soccer-esque type game where you're trying to shoot on a goal, but there's battles along the way where you're like having fights and stuff. And if you can get around your opponent, then then you can hopefully get a shot on goal and get it in. It looks really kind of like a fun, fun online multiplayer game. You can play local or online. It's up to you. And the matches are very quick. They're only 90 second rounds. And you pick... Um, one of 12 heroes and there's three classes and you also get to customize the hero and your team with unique skins and weapons and abilities which I always like that adds a little bit more depth to the game where you can have a little more control over it there's 12 different arenas that you're going to battle in which are across the universe so they're going to all have different looks and feels and they have dynamic obstacles that you have to avoid while you're playing it there's seven game modes so you get single player campaign arcade blitz private matches and more um and you can play however you want so if you just want to have a casual game you can jump in play as a novice you can go pro or elite if you are crazy this is published and developed by milky tea studios and i thought it looked really really fun i think it's just kind of a high energy pick it up play a few rounds kind of like um was it rocket league the the soccer mm-hmm. uh car game Suck it's car. kind of yeah, Sakar game. <laughs> it, it's it's very much like that in 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 the way it looks like it would play because it's just sort of fast and and fun and then you can kind of put it down and go off about your day. So I gave it a check. I thought it looked pretty cool. Hyper Brawl Tournament, October twentieth. Very cool. I put in a request for a key, so maybe we will be able Hopefully, to play that'd that be one. Cool. That'd be cool. Fingers crossed. I did the next one here, which is Horus. Uh, which is out from developers Paul and Sean, published by 505 Games. This game came out in January of last year, 2019. It's a story-driven a platform game. They say pe- peppered with nostalgic popular culture references. 
Um, and what you do is you play as Horace, who is this British robot who's trying to get his family back together. Um, and, and you're sort of sort of mastering his skills and reuniting Horace with his long lost family as you adventure across these worlds. But the cool part here is that while it's a classic 2D platformer, um, this actually goes into all these kind of classic parodies of mini games. So different games from our childhood past, like different racing games and like arcade games, invaders, you know, space invader type of games. So it looks really cute. It has pretty good marks on the Steam uh, as well. So it's just kind of one to uh, give a look. Let's see, it's fifteen dollars on on the on the Steam, and it's uh, the same price here. So uh, there you go. Looks pretty cool. nice. Very very cool. cool. Uh, the next game I will mention, I didn't put a check on it because, to be honest, I totally overlooked it. Um, <laughs> so I will at least mention it because it does look good. And if you're like me, you like puzzle games, you like kind of like those narrative adventure things, um, you might want to check out Luna the Shadow Dust. Um, it's going to be 20 bucks, um, And I'll just read you kind of the the little brief teaser. So Luna the Shadow Dust is a fully hand-animated puzzle adventure brought to life through wordless storytelling and beautiful cinematics and breathtaking original soundtrack. So yeah, it basically checks all the boxes I usually like for every game. It looks, the style is very cute too. Mm-hmm. Um, now the next game, both me and Michael are very excited for, and we've been waiting for this game for about a year because it was originally supposed to be released a year ago. Originally. <laughs> uh, that is the Red Lantern for $24.99 coming on the October 22nd. Finally, uh, it is a story-driven rogue-like survival game by Timberland Studios. So basically, it's you and your team of five sled dogs stranded in the Alaskan bush wilderness, and you have to find your way home. And this is where it gets challenging is the world. It's dynamic, so it changes as you play. Uh, so I can totally already picture like jumping ahead like how that would like you'd feel like you were lost like that's perfect when it's like changing all the time you can have there's nearly a hundred different encounters each with a different result you can get items and upgrades as you discover things about the world and you have eight different different pups that you can add to your team each with their own personality so i love it yeah i'm excited for this one (laughs) yeah i've been i've been really looking forward to this for like you said over a year uh, yeah. It's perfect for the season, the winter that we're going into. I get super, super uh, Firewatch vibes off of this when I watch the trailer mm-hmm. and the voice mm-hmm. acting and the scenery and the way it's done has that sort of tone and feel to it. Whether or not the gameplay is similar, I, I don't think it is. But if you liked the aesthetic of Firewatch and sort of the quality of the voice acting, it, this seems like it's going to have a lot of that in it. Uh, I'm really excited. I'll be really fascinated if either of you pick it up because then you could tell me if it is like Firewatch and then I'll wait for a sweet sale and then I'll pick it up. Yeah, then you'll have to grab it. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I really want to get it and I I can't imagine. It could go on sale anytime soon. Who knows? Maybe they'll have like a launch day sale, but I think I would even get Mm -hmm. it full price just because I've been keeping an eye on this one for so long. Mm -hmm. Same. Well, I got the next three. I'll go through them real quick because this first one, oh my goodness, I cannot wait. It's called double pug switch for the nintendo switch that's right the the name switch is in the name (laughs) listen this is what happens you take control of pug otis the loyal companion of the professor and after an accident in the professor's lab involving the mischievous cat whiskers and some portal fluids otis and whiskers are sucked into an alternate dimension you have to challenge yourself with side scrolling alternative dimension switching mania requiring lightning quick reflexes to jump hop and dimension swap your way to victory hop dimension swap and navigate your way through unique dimensions to chase down whiskers and save him from his evil wrongdoings oh my goodness amazing (laughs) um if you like pugs you should probably get this game um yeah there you go there's there's a there's one time where the pug has like a um dinosaur like hat on or whatever it's like it's (laughs) it's great uh all right (laughs) anyways another game coming out to the critically acclaimed sequel to the game goner goner 2 um which is a really awesome colorful procedurally generated platformer um, with co-op, which is uh, pretty fantastic. I never played the original Goner, but I needed to bring it up because I remember it being super, super highly rated, and it goes on sale on occasion too. And yeah, it's just a super beautiful, crazy, artsy, procedurally generated, awesome 
game. I don't know. I'll probably need to pick this up at some time. I need to pay to play the first one if the first one goes on sale and then hmm. get this one. But it's only yep. thir- 13 bucks, so it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one. Oh, my goodness. Because, you know, Supermarket Sweep is coming back tonight. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're recording this podcast. It's happening. Um, they put the first season out on or one of the like a collection on Netflix. We watched through all those really quick classic nostalgia and there's a game unofficial game it's called supermarket shriek um which is awesome um and this is a game in which an unlikely duo of man and goat together um are in a shopping cart racing game that is correct um they transverse precarious obstacles and complete deadly challenges inside a range of shops boutiques and supermarkets it's an outlandish solo adventure and a truly one of a kind co-op experience. I'm pretty sure I I'd need say. to get this game. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, it's a cart racer, but also like you're trying to get like different shopping cart goals and things like that. You can play solo with uh, your, a goat uh, or with friends up to four players locally, which is fantastic. So if you're into some supermarket sweeping, uh, then this is the game for you. Uh, it looks <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know. It looks. There's it does a look ridiculous, but I was also thinking it looked really well done. Yeah. Like it does look like it's. It, you know, sometimes you get games like this and they seem like throwaways. This one looks yeah. pretty decent. Yeah, I think this would be one a fun one to, to throw up on the TV and just pl- pass the Joy Cons around and just go to town. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? And Christina, kick it off, please. I mean, I don't really have much to kick it off with. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so much enthusiasm. Yeah. No, uh, it was midterm week this week, so a lot of grading had a lot of grading happened. And the only spare time I had was at the end of the day and it was like an hour and my brain was fried. So I literally just, I would put something on the TV and I wouldn't even know what I watched. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I think I turned animal crossing on maybe once to buy candy and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried. <laughs> cool. What about cool. you guys? <laughs> well, I have been doing the same. I'm grabbing my uh, candies in animal crossing. I've been trying mm-hmm. to get more and more. I, the, I've been off and on the last couple of days, just timing wise, work wise is causing me to miss some of my chances to get candy. But um, I do try to jump in there daily to get at least the candy, whatever Halloween costume happens to be in the store and whatever Halloween uh, item is in the shop. I am trying mm-hmm. to buy them all and try to get my recipes so I can make some. I have, I think a, a handful of the stuff. There's still quite a bit that I just cannot get my hands on. Uh, and my island just kind of looks like a hot mess. I've, all I'm doing is just throwing the Halloween <laughs> stuff in the front yard, basically, and just not really organizing it. I just want it. So I'm just putting it there so it's there and I can kind of keep track of what I actually have. But that's all I've been really able to do. If there is some time, I've been slowly but surely organizing my flowers and trying to get them to be somewhat manageable. That's an ongoing chore. Yeah. And uh, and that's it for Animal Crossing. I got back into Witcher 3, still playing through that, really just taking my time, enjoying every moment of it. I, I constantly walk around that game and just, I'm in awe. It is, it is probably one of the most beautiful games on the Switch that I've seen Um it's just so lovely and and I keep I it's funny when I play that game because I try to very actively like remind myself that these are games because you know we get wrapped up in our daily life and you're just so busy with everything you, you it's hard to yeah. sometimes take a minute and be like I'm enjoying this right now and not think about 15 other things that you need to be doing and and I constantly remind myself like this is a game you know 14 and 15 year old Michael would have it would have just blown his mind. It, it's something where it was a game that I've always wanted, where it's just these this this world, and I I almost wish there was just a first person mode in Witcher Three where I could just walk around and just look at stuff. Like I'm in the the city of uh, Beauclair, I believe, and it is just drop dead gorgeous. I think I think I sent you a, a video of it, uh, Christine. I give you the tour, yeah, of, the, yeah. of the city, and it's just so gorgeous, and there's just so much to see that I wish I had just a first person camera angle where I could just wander around the like the alleys and just see the detail that they put into this game. And it's just so, so amazing. So I've been playing that, trying to really enjoy every minute of it before I beat it, because I am getting up there. I, there's a there's a billion quests. Um, so, you, you know, you could take as long as you want, but I, I think I'm getting to a place where 
I'm working towards those final battles. I believe I, I could be way off. Who knows? There's probably another 500 hours left. Um, <laughs> and then I also fired up Super Mario 35. You know, Mats have been talking about that. Mats plays it. Luke, our buddy, plays it. So I wanted to give this a shot. I'm, I think I'm level 15-ish, 16-ish. I'm not really sure. Playing it, liking it. It's um, it, it's definitely different than the Tetris game that came out a while back. It, it, it's I, I kind of like it a little bit more, I think, but it, I don't know if it it's an interesting game. Um, the way this mechanic is tried to being applied to Mario, but overall, it's it is fun. I'm I'm enjoying when I jump in there. I can't play it a lot. The very first day, I played it a ton. Like I just kept going round after round after round, and then now I jump in, I play a few rounds, and then I jump back out. But overall, Super Mario 35 is pretty cool. I, I kind of like it. Good. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to boot it up. And I was literally playing it. And Christina came on to Zencaster and mm-hmm. heard the noises. And I, mm-hmm. I, I have you gotten any? Did you win any yet? No, I got. No, I didn't. I don't know how high, maybe top 10, but I definitely have not won anything yet. Nice. Yeah, I've won one. And then I just I think I just got fourth place or something like that. But nice. It's it's I'm up to level 36 or something. You cool. you progress pretty quick if you just win one. You know what I mean? Off the yeah, bat. the like points I, really add up. I won the very first game I ever played and it was like, now you're level 25. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so so that was good. Yeah, it's fun. And there's different uh, weekly challenges or whatever. Uh, there's daily challenges and there's weekly challenges uh, and the special ones. I'm not really sure if they're really anything special, but. Um, it's fun to jump around and play different things. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I've been enjoying it. You can also spectate too. So if you were in a really, really intense match at the mm-hmm. end, you can hit the plus and you can spectate people that's to cool. really get mm-hmm. to the end. So that's really neat. Uh, yeah. the end games, but yeah, some of them can really be drawn out if there's just not a lot of action. So, uh, you can definitely play for a while. So I've been playing that as well. That's been my, my go-to off and on. I only like playing it handheld. I don't like playing it on the TV. Oh, interesting. I, think- I haven't tried it on TV. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's and again, I uh, talked about this last week. I don't know if it's because I am going through a capture card and through OBS and out. But for some reason, I kind of just it doesn't feel as tight for mm-hmm. some reason. And, and, and maybe because I'm using the pro co- controller to it compared to the joy cons. I don't know. But yeah, give it a try on the TV and, and let us know your experience of, okay. of of just the raw. Here it is. Maybe I'll do that where I hook it directly up to my TV in, in mm-hmm. the other room instead of going mm-hmm. through my crazy setup. But um, there's that. Um, now, I did mention, I believe, last week that I picked up Bullet Storm for the Nintendo Switch. Um, Bullet Storm is a game that's been out for nine years. It came out in 2011. Uh, Gearbox and uh, people can fly. Um, this is a what would I call it? It's a first person shooter, obviously, but it is um, you know futuristic. Your Marines that have like you know landed on this planet or whatever, and things are in chaos, right? It's like a Doom story almost. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Has a Doom vibe to it. Uh, as well but the thing here is that you um it's all about killing your enemies in crazy ridiculous ways to get points to upgrade your weapons and to reload your ammo and things like this so you know it's about like kick if you kick the enemies they like slow down in full and like full motion you can kick them into the environment so like electricity or spikes or like mm-hmm. off the map you get different points for this um there's different environment like explosion like tanks that you can like blow up um throughout so like there's different you know experiences there you get you get different points for headshots so you're you're kind of attempting not just to run and gun but you're trying to run and gun with purpose okay and uh this game is absolutely stunning it is like one of the best looking games i've ever played on the switch i think besides like it's like it's so good for being a port like I think obviously like games like Zelda and other things are in a class of their sure. own. Yeah. But for being a port like this, like I talked about, I talked about Crisis before. I talked about Doom before. Like this game just looks so unbelievably good. It's running in 900p, I think, on docked mode, which is very close to the original 1080p. It is capped at 30 frames per second compared to 60, which of course makes sense. Uh, but that being said. Um, it is butter smooth at 30 frames per second. There's no, I haven't seen any dips at all. Zero dips. I mean, it mm-hmm. is just, it is just nonstop. And I did side by side comparisons and watched all these videos on YouTube. And like, yes, there is a difference, 
but it's not like, you know, when we were playing Wolfenstein or something like that, or even like different, you know, side by sides of, oh, wow, they really had to, you know, remove a lot of textures. Like, no, like this game is stunning. It looks so unbelievably good. I'm blown. I am blown away. It is so the game is good. The game is fun. The game loads quick Uh, when you die, which, you know, definitely can happen to reload. It has to reload like part of the game like part of the level but it's pretty quick within like you know 20 seconds or so mm-hmm. um it's just super good and like i i had remembered this game uh when it came out i i was never super into it um but i think it was just a game i overlooked and this includes all the dlc and the duke nukem edition where you can play as duke nukem throughout the game uh as well and i, I will say this though the only part that's missing from this game is the um, online co-op that was in the other versions of the game. So for some reason, they removed that where you could play through the game cooperatively um, because yeah. you are playing with another like, um, you know, AI player the entire time. Uh, however, for $7.50, which is what it was on sale for, um, that doesn't matter. I don't have any friends to play anyway. So, I mean, to me, the game is is stellar. I think it's so unbelievably good. And it's really nice, too, because like even when you boot up the game, they ask you questions like, you know, do you it's like it's like it's really rated M for like, you know, violence and gore and like language. But they're like, do you do you want us to swear? Yes or no. Do you want (laughs) blood and gore? Yes or no. Like you can just turn that stuff off as well. Control Um, a little bit. Yeah. If you're just like, I don't need that much. It's not even it's not that over the top either, but it's fun. I don't know. I, I was telling my friend Ben, we were talking on the phone. I said. And I told him about Bulletstorm. He's like, oh, man, the game's so good. And I was like, yeah, it is so good. I've never played. He's like, well, you never played. I was like, yeah, it's like it's like the first time you, um, I don't know, the first time I flew a drone or first time you're in like mm-hmm. a, a K1 cart. Or I'm sure the first time I played Mario Kart, like, you know, live thing. Like, you just have this big smile on your face. Like, whoa, games are fun. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's probably yeah. like how you're talking about Witcher. It's like, yeah, you, you're just like disconnected. And you're like, oh, ever, I'm just going to and this thing and that thing. And like, boom, boom, you know, and you're just. It's not, and I've been playing on medium medium difficulty, and I'm 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 dying a few times, but it's not like oh my goodness, I need to you know clamp down and I'm stressed out. You know what I mean? I'm just like I'm just mm-hmm. having fun, and there's still some challenge, obviously, uh, but it's just a fun game. So I'd highly recommend it. It's amazing. So, nice, bullet nice. Storm. Yeah, it is. It is such a. It's hard to do that sometimes and we're, you know we with with like twitter and things every, everything that comes up people are like this is crap it hasn't even come out yet can you give it a second like it's just nice to stop and be like man i love this this is something i've always watched and that's how it was when the switch came out you know the switch was like this is the console i dreamt about dreamt about as a kid where i was like oh imagine if you could put it on the tv and then you just <laughs> say what mom I'm, I'm out of here and you pick up your game and you leave and like that's what you got now it's like just it's an amazing amazing thing and it's nice to be able to kind of appreciate that once in a while and kind of unplug and just realize man some of this stuff is pretty amazing yeah i agree mm-hmm. i cool. agree well that's gonna do it on that note um well i hope everyone has had an awesome nintendo dispatch i had fun go buy a bunch of games because we've talked about a bunch of them we're playing a bunch of them and don't forget to vote so that's going to do it for this week's nintendo dispatch go to nintendodispatch.com hop on our discord hop on the contact button send us an email and uh thanks for listening until next week this has been your nintendo dispatch <laughs>